Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the man who helps fill government jobs in our region. The one thing I've realized working in D.C. is these are the smartest, most committed people I've ever seen. And they and they are they're dedicated to moving product. If you're looking for job and government relations, you may already be aware of our next guest. In his spare time, he runs a job listing service to help others find jobs they enjoy. And during the workday, you can find him working as the director of government relations for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Tennessee. Brad Charvers is at the center of one of the largest industries in our region, and he gets things done every day. That's why he's here with us today to talk about the misunderstood nature of government relations some of us have. And why working with the government can provide many people with accomplishments if they are the kind of people who like to succeed. Brad, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Well, this show, What's Working in Washington, is about people who get things done. For many people listening, I think that there's a stereotype that people who work with the government aren't interested in making things happen. Why do you think the misunderstanding exists? You, you rely on media too much and, and misperceptions um, about what a lobbyist is. The old throwback was the fat guy with a cigar taking money and being influenced. That's really never been the case, in the, and, and, or much of the case, and even less so now. Government relations is really research, analysis, information gathering, sharing that information, and trying to make whatever world you live in a little bit better. I'm in healthcare. My goal is to try to make insurance affordable and, and, and a quality product for everybody, in, in my instance, in the state of Tennessee. So these are, the one thing I've realized um, working in D.C. is these are the smartest, most committed people I've ever seen. And they, and they are, they're dedicated to moving product. Um, that was a, uh, there was a congressman who used that term all the time. His goal was to get bills passed and he wanted to move product. And I've always been driven to do the same. Um, and that's really why I started my website, uh, bradtravers.com. I started it. Gosh, back in 2000, well, I did the website 2006, but like 25 years ago, I started gathering jobs together and putting them together in email because there really weren't any kind of resources available for folks to get jobs on Capitol Hill, federal government, um, lobbying, PR, uh, that type of work. And so I started gathering it together for friends and eventually I, I did it for free for 10 years. Um, now it's $5 a month uh, to subscribe. We've got over 4,000 jobs. We try to cu cut them off at about 90 days. Um, and they're really across the whole gambit. Um, you know, you've got, like I said, federal government, Capitol Hill, nonprofits, corporations, um, agencies, consultancies, you know, and the titles go across the gambit. It sounds to me that you're exactly what I... I expected from reading your bio, Brad, you, you, you care about this stuff so much. It's really refreshing. I'm going to ask you, with all the things that has happened over the years, what's been the most satisfying personal moment you've had in, this, uh, in your life in this field? In the field of the job listing site, um, I get that personal satisfaction almost every day because virtually every day somebody comes up to me and says, I got my job on your website. And that's what makes it all worthwhile. That's so cool. And working in the Senate, I, I worked for two different senators. I got some bills passed, you know, and, and that was to have 
a bill signed into law that you work directly on and you know is going to help and influence people, nothing better. And that's really what draws people to D.C. I really think they want to make a difference. You know, a couple weeks ago, I had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show, and he made exactly the same point. I asked him, what do you think about D.C.? And he said he loves coming to D.C. because this is a place where young people come to make a difference. That's right. And I, and I thought, you know, if he sees that from his perspective— and now I'm hearing it from you. That is really great to hear. Many of our listeners are thinking about growing their careers, maybe starting their careers. Why should a young person consider a career in government relations? Well, like I said, you, you make a difference. It's um, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kid you. It's long hours. Um, it's not the greatest of pay, um, but every day you're working on something different. Um, every day you are drafting letters, or you are writing amendments to bills, or you are writing talking points, uh, supporting a position, or you are talking directly with constituents if you work for a member of Congress. Um, it's exciting. And, and there's a, just a feel in the air that these are people, again, that want to make a difference. So as we look around us, and you mentioned the media a few moments ago, all the cynicism, all the, the negativity, it sounds to me at some level that what you're connected with is the purity of people actually just wanting to participate in a democracy in some way and make the world around them better. Exactly. They want to be, they want to make that difference. They want to be a part of that process. Um, and you know what? DC's a fun town too. There's a lot of neat stuff too, a lot of great people from all walks of life, from every state, uh, in the nation and virtually every country. Very diverse. Every time you go to a happy hour somewhere, you're going to meet somebody fascinating. Well, I want to tell you, Brad, I really enjoy when I have people on the show who enjoy what they do because I think it's really infectious. Did you play some sort of team sport? Or how, how did you become the kind of person who just becomes so enthusiastic? <laughs> I know that question's off the wall. I apologize, but I just had to ask you. I don't know. I just have always enjoyed, can I say it? I'm a people person there. I said but you it. are, and you're in government relations. And, you know, Brad Traverse, you and I today, and what's working in Washington, we blew up the stereotype. And for that, I really thank you most of all. Thanks for joining us on the show. Glad to be here. And now, Bottom Line with cybersecurity expert J.C. Hertz. As a security professional, I'm increasingly concerned about this dangerous idea that cybersecurity will be achieved by insurance policies and contracts. There's a lot of regulated industries where companies have to have cyber insurance policies. Insurance companies want to sell them. Everyone's got to check the box. But as a colleague of mine once said, the difference between the cyber insurance policy that I bought and the one the other company wanted to sell me was that my insurer asked five questions and the other guy asked six. So at this point, it's a theatrical exercise. And the CFOs and the general counsels, they write these terms into contracts. There's so many thou shalts. But when you look at those contracts, when you give them to a security professional, the question is, what sort of recourse is actually in here? And the answer is none. If you follow the breadcrumb trail of who's indemnifying whom down the line, if it actually went to court, it would take no less than two years and a million dollars to resolve any of these disputes. So the bottom line for a security professional is to ask, okay, boss, we've got the money guy, we've got the lawyer. When it comes down to operations, 
How do we make sure that the counterparties are actually meeting these terms and conditions? And if the answer is a shrug, then it's time to talk to your partner, your opposite number in security in that other company or agency and have a true partner discussion about what needs to be done so that you can both achieve security in the context of this business. I'm JC Hertz, and that's Cybersecurity, The Bottom Line. That was Bottom Line with cybersecurity expert JC Hertz. Thank you to our sponsor, Tedco. Tedco invests in early stage tech and life science companies. It provides resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. Tedco's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md. And a thank you to our sponsor, JLL. JLL is a leading commercial real estate service company within the Washington, D.C. metro area, serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. Thank you to Speakerbox Communications. Speakerbox is your team for meeting the unique demands of the technology sector, crystallizing complex ideas, targeting highly intelligent buyers, and moving at the speed of tech. Since 1997, they've given voice to many of our industry's top thinkers and performers. Check them out at speakerboxpr.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Tandem Product Academy. If you're looking to grow a software technology business and you're past your first five employees or your first half a million dollars in revenue, their free educational program will teach you how to grow your business. Supported by a broad group of our region's leading business organizations and local governments, Tandem Product Academy is free to participants. Learn more at tandeminnovate.com. Thank you for joining us on What's Working in Washington. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.